Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about how do interest rates affect my investments. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. And it is February 17th. We're about to have Fat Tuesday next Tuesday. Take off every every year. Go hang out, have some fun with, with sweetness. Uh, we're going to hang out this weekend too. Um, so, uh, super excited. Uh, the weather today is allowing me to appreciate what the weather's going to be like in a couple of days when it feels great. So I embrace the contrast. But today we're talking about the uh, we're talking about uh, how do interest rates affect your investments because all these talks around interest rates have been uh, have been happening lately. And uh, typically around the interest rates have a a, a big impact on on uh, on markets. Uh, in in the short term and on a market like sp- speaking of like for example like the U.S. market or the global financial system uh, towards the end of the life of a currency. So like the more the, the more debt in a system or even a company, uh, the more interest rates matter to the investment. So since the U.S. is over indebted and the world is over indebted, um, which debt being a measure of the uh, aging of the currency, uh, then you enter a situation where interest rates matter a ton in the short term. And so it's really important to learn and so uh, uh, learn about. So I'm going to simplify it and uh, explain how it affects your investment. So the, the, the first thing I want to explain is the relationship between what I call uh, mismarket, the currency, and investment-grade assets. And so mismarket is an analogy for the consciousness of all market participants. It's funny, literally before this episode, uh, Steve and I were talking about sociology, which sociology being the, the, the study of what you might maybe call like group think or how, you know, how, how we all think as a collective consciousness uh, as a group. And there's different kinds of groups, right? And I won't go into that, but the, the market represents the consciousness of a group. And it's, it's the reason why you see similar patterns in markets uh, throughout history across different uh, geographics because given given similar conditions uh, uh, the, the the mind uh, that's undisciplined thinks the same way in the short term so for sake of some per- it, it, it helps me conceptualize and I think it'll help listeners conceptualize if you think of the market I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to her as miss market so interest rates reflect her her interest in a currency right? The term interest rates. It's the rate of interest or how interested um, Miss Market is um, in in saving uh, in a specific currency. And and what and what's currency? Uh, currency is the most accepted uh, form of, of of money in an economy. Uh, for sake of this, I'm going to talk about the dollar because a I live in the U.S. and b the U.S. is the current 
uh, global currency used for trade. So when we trade across countries, um, the mass majority of trade is done in dollars, although that's uh, decreasing in time. Uh, but the big the big thing we trade on, which, which is oil or energy, uh, is, is traded with the dollar. And so I'm referring to the dollar because it affects all asset credit prices across the market uh, because uh, uh, mismarkets you know, uh, interest in uh, the dollar affects all asset prices. And so um, specifically, the, the, they, there's lots of interest rates that, uh, that are, you know, that a currency uh, has or the dollar has because you have, you know, ha you have midterm bonds, long-term bonds. But specifically when we're talking about interest rates, again, I want to narrow it down. We're, we're talking about how much money uh, Miss Market gets paid for saving in dollars in the short term. So it's called the short-term interest rate. Think of it as when you see savings accounts and the rates they pay, they're paying pretty, they're paying pretty close to the short-term interest rate. So short-term interest rates affect how much money uh, we we uh, we earn on interest uh, in our savings, and and what it all and and so the from a finance perspective, what you what I try to think about is there's always two sides of a transaction. So uh, you know so. Um, what is the point of short-term interest rates or, you know, why, uh, who, we know that there are savers that are saving in the short term, but uh, who are the borrowers of short-term money? Because this is going to be important to understand uh, why it's manipulated. So borrowers in our, our economy, as I mentioned before, is heavily indebted. Most economies are. And so most businesses and governments do uh, doing like a buy now, pay later type type situation. Yeah, buy now, pay later situation. And so, um, you know, if you're if you're running a company uh, and you're selling goods and services and you don't get paid for thirty days, sixty days, ninety days, um, you, uh, you CFOs don't like to carry more cash than what's needed, and that's a whole conversation. But it's a it's a common deal for. Uh, companies to maybe not carry enough cash to cover all the expenses um, while they're waiting for money to be paid back. They, they're going to keep some cash, but a lot of the system is run on like credit. Uh, and so they borrow in the short term to cover expenses until they get until they get paid, right? So so the, the short term interest rate, uh, that's done for governments, that's done for um, uh, for companies. And so here's why this is important. When I'm 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 gonna uh, I'm gonna explain something else before I go there. So so let me go to the relationship between uh, mis market interest rates and investment grade assets. Which investment grade assets are uh, assets that are financing the the growth of an economy. So it's going to be uh, stocks. Uh, it could be real estate. Um, it can be crypto now. And so there are savings assets on one side. These are savings, so we call those dollars. And then there's investment-grade assets, which are financing, which the savings are used to finance the growth of uh, of an economy. And when and so think of it like a seesaw. When uh, Miss Market is more interested than normal in saving, uh, she money comes out of the investment grade assets and in the savings, which depresses 
right? The seesaw goes down. It depresses the investment-grade assets, and um, um, and money flows into the uh, uh, savings assets, and vice versa. If if uh, if Miss Market is more interested in investment-grade assets than savings assets, then the reverse happened, right? And, and and how does it reflect in interest rates? So 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 here's what happens in an economy. Over the long term, we need we need money to finance the growth of an economy. So that's so, so that that's standard. And then what happens is um, the economy is growing. You know the the balance of savings to investment grade assets is is in equilibrium or is balanced. So that's why when you look on a trend of an economy, it's it's trending up. And then and then there's a point in time where um, the Things get ahead of themselves. Either and typically, it's like the government spends way too much money, and they need to borrow more money than what's needed. And the government competes with businesses for money because, again, the savings that are in uh, are in cash go to pay the short-term bills for governments and businesses, right? And so, uh, when the government uh, spends too much money. Then they then I need to like step in and 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 uh, uh, either compete with businesses uh, for more money. But what happens is that bidding war of of there being a shortage of dollars um, creates uh, a problem because when there's a bidding war for shortage of dollars, right? Interest rates go up and that costs the government money. So when there's a so when Miss Market has a bigger need for uh, for dollars, right? When she has more interest in dollars, it pushes the interest rate up because because there's a there's a there's a shortage of dollars. And, and sometimes it also comes when when the private sector uh, gets uh, does some terrible risks, right? Typically, it's like the banks do some things that are super risky, and they evaporate dollars. And so again, there's a shortage of dollars. So people are like, oh, okay, dollars are now scarce. Miss Market wants to own more dollars. Her interest is in more dollars, so interest rates rise higher. Um, here's here's what then here's what happens though, um, because because if the if the Federal Reserve, which is like the banker of the government, it's not a government organization; it's literally a separate organization made of bankers uh, that are like the banker of the government. But whenever they uh, if they were not involved, then there would be a bidding of of the of the interest rates until until right the 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 ones that were willing to just like if you want to bid up for some shoes or what's happening right now concert tickets for Beyonce right the highest bidders win and that kind of solves the problem and you know supply and demand works it out but what happens is the government's like well we can't like um, we probably can't compete with the private sector because they have more resources and so we so we so federal government step in. And go ahead and manipulate interest rates, and I won't get into how they manipulate interest rates because that'll be even more technical, you know. But they get in and they and they artificially uh, lower interest rates, which lo- which lowers the amount of money that we have in our savings accounts, which you know, Miss Miss Market when she finds out she doesn't like. It's the reason why we saw for the last decade or over a little over a decade, um, not much being paid on savings accounts. Well, because the government went in and manipulated short-term interest rates. So what that does to this market is this market goes, okay, um, okay, I see that you're not paying me 
what I think I should get on my savings rates. I don't like it, but it's fine. And then what happens is Ms. Market realizes that, wait a minute, the cost of the cost of living is rising faster than what I'm earning on my savings. So I'm actually losing value. I'm I'm being devalued. I'm not I'm not being valued by the 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 manager of the dollar. And so that pisses her off, right? So then she says, listen, I don't trust you anymore. And it automatically moves her towards more investment grade assets, right? I, I, I call it, you know, she gets in the mindset of saying, all right, uh, I don't trust you. So let me go make some money to make up for this gap that I have in the cost of living somewhere else. And just like most of us, when we're upset, when we're upset, we don't really think clearly. And, and, and Ms. Market goes into the mode of, all right, listen, like I'm upset. So I'm going for whoever promises the biggest bag, right? Whoever that is, I'm going for it. And and this begins the the the, the bubble manias because then discretion is out the door. Uh, Miss Market is chasing uh, chasing return to make up for the lack of trust in the government and the realization of cost of living rises. And so then you have, you know, bubbles, right? And then what ends up happening is there's a point where uh, so this swings the seesaw from from dollars to investment grade assets. But then there comes a point in the bubble where uh, people, you know, different, you know, uh, Ms. Market realizes, hey, I'm not going to be able to get back fully all the money I invested in these folks who promised me a big bag because they were just all talk. They promised me these big old bags and they ain't got enough money to pay me back. So when that happens, the market violently swings back and runs back towards towards currency, which which raises interest rates again, right? So it's a it's a it's in short term like a it's when you look at the market while the market goes like this, right? Because um, it 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 really mirrors how we learn in life, right? When 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 we learn in life, and we 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 have a new experience, right? We we have an emotional roller coaster on that experience until we learn to uh, find balance in the situation, which which we might call maturity. Right as we mature, we find balance and we better deal with the situation. So that's why over the long, if you're a long-term investor, it's good because like uh, you're investing with a balanced mindset. But in the short term, you don't want to get caught up in in Miss Market's emotions. As a matter of fact, here's the cool part about the market: like once you understand interest rates and uh, and how it affects the market's moods, then you understand. Okay, this is just like life, right? The 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 more mature uh, participant uh, reaps becomes the leader, right? Meaning people people follow uh, in, in every aspect of life. And and if you're a le- and if you're a leader, you know this this is why you see uh, uh, leaders of organizations getting paid the most uh, because they are leading the organization to places that they were not going to go on their own because they were not mature enough uh, to to go there emotionally. And so um, as an investor, your job is to when Ms. Market doesn't have faith in herself, when she's depressed, right? When when she's depressed, um, which I'm speaking in terms of asset prices, uh, you know, you want to have faith in her, right? Which means like you pony up and you invest in the future. Uh, and then also, when Miss Market gets uh, overwhelmed because of the short-term manipulation uh, of money and, and pushes towards bubble assets, you now 
become the voice of reason uh, and you stay measured and and focused on the clear balanced future and so it's a it's a so you be, so you become the balance that miss market is seeking and she will find you like she will be attracted to you this is when i always talk about like money is like in, money is like life or energy because mass consciousness uh, is what we call money right and that money will follow the leaders or the most mature investors in the marketplace but again mature is balance so practicality like like from a financial planning standpoint here are a few things that i recommend to run a uh to run a balanced uh, investing approach so first thing is maintain a solid cash cushion for yourself in the short term in case of an emergency and then second think about like okay what are some expenses that i might have in the next two or three years uh, maybe you know if, if if you want to start a business or start you know invest in some real estate, but you know and and I really like to say five year goals. Like, what are your under five year goals that you have uh, that may require cash? Because you don't want to invest that money, right? And so have plenty of cash, no matter what the short term rates are, because like that they're going to be manipulated like for the foreseeable future for a whole lot of reasons, and there's nothing you can do about that. So just think of the short term cash as the balancer of your overall um, portfolio, and then have a have at least a ten year investment horizon. All right, think about like, all right, how does the world look in ten years? And that part I've done plenty of episodes on. It's easy. Go talk to the go talk to the kids. Right, if you want to know what what things look like ten and twenty years from now, just extrapolate. All right, who who are gonna who are gonna be the biggest consumers in that period of time? If it's ten years from now, look at thirty year olds. Right. If it's 20 years from now, look at 20 year olds, um, because 40 40s is when the world begins to conform to your buying patterns. Right. His, historically, 40s and 50s. And so so get a vision of that um, and then invest in assets and companies and teams that have balance. So here's the deal. If if you're not a balanced investor, you can't spot teams that have balance. Right. If, you, if you're imbalanced, you're going to be attracted to imbalanced investments. Um, uh, I'm sorry, if you're unbalanced, you're going to be attracted to unbalanced investors. If you're in balance, you're going to be attracted to balanced investors and balanced teams. And so um, monitor your thinking first, take a look at the vision, and then go find companies that uh, have balance. They're not promising too much, but they're also not stuck in the past. Um, and there's plenty of them out there. Of course, diversify. Uh, and then, as I mentioned, like then you just use Ms. Ms. Market's moves to your advantage. Uh, when she's depressed, you inspire her by investing in her, giving her some love and attention. Uh, when she is overstimulated, you calm her down by staying measured, staying reason. Don't get caught up in the hype. Literally, don't get caught up in the hype. Stay focused, balanced, and measured. And I mean, that's that's really a simple way to invest. Like interest rates are going to do what they do because they are going to be manipulated uh, by the federal government. And I don't even say that in a judgmental way. Like, I understand why they do it because, like, the debt is here. It is what it is. And if interest rates got too high and governments couldn't borrow to pay the bills, there'd be riots on the street, um, and that would be a problem. So, like, accept things as they are and then say, okay, from that from that standpoint, what can I do uh, to make sure that um, I am – attracting dollars and money in the future 
based on my goals and perspectives. And I'm uh, I'm in tune. I'm in line with what Miss Market really wants. Because if you're in line with what Miss Market wants and what she's going to want in 10 years once she matures, you can just go there and just wait for her to get there. And she'll come, like just like people. So I hope this helps. Until tomorrow, um, enjoy, your, enjoy your weekend. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.